take your position. The show is about to start. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to On Screen, where we discuss all things cinema all the time. Here's your host. The award goes to Joe Burnett, Joe Cuffney, and Jesse Reichenstein. Lights, camera, action. Fifty. Happy fifty. Fifty. That is pretty crazy. I can't believe we've done this for more than a year. That is does not feel like a whole year at all. Yeah. Um, well, on episode 50, we are going to talk about the new A24 Apple movie, uh, The Tragedy of Macbeth. By the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. King that shall be. If we should fail. We fail. Didst thou not hear noise? Methought I heard a voice cry, sleep no more. A bold one. That dare look upon that which might appall the devil. I have no words. My voice is in my sword. And you picked this one, Joe. Yeah, I I picked this one because I was, I I kind of, okay. So I, I always have mixed feelings about like Shakespeare movies, mm-hmm. um, but I thought this one just looked really cool, and the cast was awesome. Like it's a Joel Cohen movie. Um, it's got all sorts of big names uh, in it. First and first solo directorial debut by Joel Cohen. Not the Cohen brothers. Yeah, right. <laughs> But I, I just always really liked the look of like noir films, like a guilty pleasure is like Sin City. Um, nice. And uh, so when I saw the trailer for this, I was like, this looks sick. And like, obviously I know the story of Macbeth, even though I generally have a very hard time following the old English Shakespeare. Um, and that was very true, this movie, even though like, I thought like everything was visually very beautiful and like the acting was really good. I just still like find myself like, hearing the words they say but being like what did you mean yep <laughs> and, <laughs> what mean so, art thou <laughs> can we do that whole episode like that <laughs> review the podcast of, or the movie <laughs> on the pod <laughs> i can't even do it see but the, like sometimes like i mean obviously i you know i i know the story of macbeth so like i was able to follow you know along and or whatever but like it just makes me feel stupid to be honest with you. Like, yeah. like, like, uh, you know, cause it is the language we speak. It's just like, I can't understand it. <laughs> yep. But, I, but I, I did generally like the movie. I thought it was really well done. I'm not sure I would like watch it again, but like, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's, I'm not kind of going, I basically feel the same way you do. I'm not, a, but I'm not a huge Shakespeare I don't know. I can't get it. I've tried like Romeo and Juliet. I've tried. I just can't get into it. Um, I think the whole speaking thing also throws me off. I, I like kind of talk about these older films, like not older films, but set in this time, kind of like, it's almost like if you don't know English, that's kind of what you hear. Like if someone's foreign and they don't know English, like this is what I picture them hearing. And like, I also, I kind of wish that this was sil- like a silent movie. I feel like I would have understood it more. Just no dialogue. Just music. That would have been such a baller move to do a Shakespeare movie and then be like, and I'm cutting all Shakespeare's lines out. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. But um, I think overall, like, I don't know I, exactly how you feel, Joe. Like, 
it was shot really well. Like it was beautifully done. I, I love the black and white and the four three rate aspect ratio. I, yeah, I was just, I don't know. My attention wasn't kept the whole time. It was long. I, it could have, it could have been shorter for sure. But yeah. I was curious because they made it four three, right? Like I got really, I got light lighthouse vibes. I don't know if you guys have seen the lighthouse, but it's very similar. Like just how it's shot. It's also four three. And it's just like a lot of um, straight on shots. And, but it's interesting because the camera quality is so good now. I'm curious. I really enjoyed how it was good because like, I feel like sometimes they put a grain over it, which is great. I love the grain um, to make it old school, but it was interesting how it was shot. Like it was old school, but it, it still had that newer quality to it. I, I agree. Like that the, I mean, in terms of the actual like quality of, of the shots, like it was, they're very detailed shots, which like, in black and white, generally you don't get that much detail, but I feel like with this, you really did. And like everything was really well thought through and like composing different shots. Everything was usually very symmetrical, which I like, Yeah, uh, you know, works with my OCD. But um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I don't mind the grain when it like fits with it, but I feel like there was so much good detail in mm -hmm in the costume, probably more so in the costumes than in the set. I feel like the sets were almost intentionally like bland, but I felt like it, it was good at, good at like painting a, a picture where your focus went to the characters. Yep, it got it gave me like early 1900 film vibes. Cause like, you know, a lot of those films were shot in the studio and the sets were built and it was just, you know, black and white, obviously. The, another thing that came up may or may not be in that Eric Billich interview uh, mm -hmm. who Eric mentioned that he wished this was on film um, is when he mentioned in Locating Silver Lake how Finn speaks weird like but it's so but he, Finn is like a Juilliard trained like person who can like handle the language that's all I thought in this movie too is like oh man it's got to be hard to act in this movie with us these were you know like you have to be on your game to like actually do this the way they speak um oh yeah that's tough i can't even speak normally like that i don't know how acting like a whole scene i don't know it just it just brought me back to reading shakespeare in like high school and having to like we'd like get assigned kind of like parts and just have to like stand and everyone stood in front and like read the lines and it was like so you you no were so focused. You, <laughs> you were so focused on even like how to say it that no one was even listening to like what was going on. So you just no one picked up anything. I was, I mean, so I, that, it's funny you say that because as I was watching this, I was like, am I like in like an English kind of like vibe the past month? Because I picked Brian's song and then I picked this. And I was like, <laughs> what's going on? What's up with that? Um, but I also like, why is Shakespeare taught in English? Like, I understand it's English and they're like classics and that, but like, yeah, I don't know. Why is that what we're teaching kids? Has anyone asked that question? It's a great question. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like, I think there's an argument of like, it's foundational classics of like, if you were to teach like an art, all the like Da Vinci and like, I, I also though agree with you where like, I actually think education should be, there should be some classics, but we should modernize so much literature like there's no reason we need to be we don't read any modern literature in most education like and aka so no one cares about it that's the reality like how many kids care about these things actually um, though yeah and that's like, why i like doing like you know how Baz Luhrmann made a romeo and juliet movie but made it modernized with leo like yeah. i didn't like love the movie but i appreciate that they tried to went that route and i was like that'd be interesting if they wrote books the same way like then they just read them we're not, yeah, you don't have to redo them though. I'm saying like even like there's just good modern books written by like, I mean that that big argument too of this is like of course everything written from that age is just like a white dude in Rome or something, where like now we have books written by like lots of different people we could learn from, but we're yeah. like we like those, those are good. We're <laughs> it done. is so weird actually. Yeah, like why? Like why are we learning about that? Well, like I I wonder if if you actually read something that maybe like one people could actually understand because it's like the language they like actually you know but like maybe that would get people into like reading more no exactly I yeah mean, this I deterred me think, from reading i was gonna say i learned to hate reading and i think a lot of kids did through school like i connected it with just like i don't enjoy this yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think we're just changing the I, public system on our podcast right now that's, right what, that's what we're doing 
This is on education. On education. Public education, watch out. <laughs> We're coming for you. Um, to help, not to crush public education. <laughs> News article on screen on, pa- on paper launches <laughs> launches war on public education um <laughs> i i did it, it's funny that you mentioned that though because like i actually as i was watching this and i was thinking about my weird like month of english movie picks um i was like in five years from now are they going to be playing this in like you know 11th grade english or whatever because like it is i mean it's a dark story yeah <laughs> it's a kind of messed up story but uh I'm not going to lie, I was expecting more, like, I get why this is a rated R, but it, I don't know. There was, like, a few bloody scenes, and, like, I was just expecting more from, like, A24 especially. I'm like, they could have gotten a lot more dark and sinister with this, which is kind of the story. That's kind of where I expected them to go, to be honest. That's kind of why I was excited about it. Yeah, me too. I don't think A24... Did they produce it? I think they were solely distributor on this stuff. Uh, well, uh, I don't know. I, I was trying to read into that a little after last time because I'm like, it's always super confusing with them. Um, but oh, my quick summary too of how I felt about this because I it started off, I totally get that too. Like anything Shakespeare has like this like highbrow feel of like, Pretentious. I like hate it because I feel like if oversimplification but like if you get it you're like yeah I'm, I'm a genius i get it and then otherwise you're like i don't get this i feel dumb um yeah but i will say too that when it started i mean i was you have to be in the right mood for this when it started i watched it last night just like had to watch it and um autofocus um <laughs> This is stylistic, I guess. Okay. Um, but it started, and I, I, arguably, I think I might be the biggest Coen Brothers fan of the three of us. And it started, and I was like, oh, fuck, this is so Coen Brothers. <laughs> like, this sucks. Like, this is just two Coen Brothers, even though it's just Joel. But, um, like, you get that right when it opens. I was like, this is like Monty Python with, like, out the humor. Like, yeah. that's, like, the vibes yeah. I got. That's um, a good way to describe it. But then, and you know, and then they start, it's all the old English. And I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to watch this. Like, Co- there's like the Coen Brothers essay and that. Um, but then like halfway in, I actually was like, int- not like super into it. Like, again, it's like, watch it if it interests you. If not, just watch The Lion King. You got it. Um, but <laughs> like halfway into it, I kind of started getting into the flow of things and being like, that's like when I was like, oh yeah, this would be like crazy to do as an actor and like the sets are cool and like, you know, it, it's a cool art piece. Did Would I still, did I love it? No. Art piece is a great way <laughs> but to like, describe it. Yeah, like halfway in, I finally started to be like, okay, I can appreciate it for what it is, but I still not super into it. Um, what did but, you guys think of Denzel? He was this? great. I actually really liked him in this. I, I did too. He was, I, he was good. I know there was a bit of controversy around him playing Macbeth because, uh, you know, he's not Scottish and this is supposed to be a Scottish king. But I actually thought he was perfect because at any casting. Yeah. Yeah. There was, did you guys get that, uh, the Harry Potter connection? Or Jesse probably didn't, but the Harry yes. Potter connection there. There was a uh, castles. Duncan was um, Dudley. Moody. Well, well, there's Duncan, Moody. Oh, sorry. Duncan is Moody and then Malcolm is Dudley. And then the girl, like the witch girl, she she was she played, the squib. Yeah, in the fifth yeah. movie. So I was like, that's kind of fun. I I especially with the witch on that like opening scene, I heard her voice and I'm like, where do I know that from? Yeah. I thought about it and I was like, oh yeah, Harry Potter. And then I did, I had the same thing with Moody and like I was like, oh my god, everyone from Harry Potter's in this. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because it, she's only in it for in Harry Potter for a short short time, but she's so memorable. I feel like voice is very unique i got i got Gollum vibes from her in the beginning <laughs> yeah yeah she was creepy and when she was like up on the rafters with the mm. oh one of too. those people one of yeah and she played gotcha. all the witches so she played all the witches i thought also like i was like at the beginning when they first showed that i like didn't think it was actually her contorting i just thought it was like special effects kind of like every time and then as she started like moving i was like oh that is like a human body i just thought it was like a cgi like arms coming out of random places uh creepy creepy yeah no yeah. real creepy um 
Oh, the one person that happened to me with is uh, Stephen Root, who plays the porter. I mean, very small, but he was the guy who I was like, who is he? He's in some, he's like, he's like the crazy. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Stephen Rorter? Stephen Root. Um, I think it's Stephen Root. He played the porter. He was like, oh, he's in dodgeball and get out. Yeah, he's in so many things as like that same kind of like, character but he i saw him and he's one of those people who i'm like oh he's in so many things but like why can't i think of right. one thing he's in um he's never a main character he's always like a side character no but he's always so good but he's he always kind of plays that like frantic out of his mind uh was he i can't even i like picture him in dodgeball but i can't even he, think of what he's the guy with the glasses who's married to the, his wife who cheats yeah. on him and he gets angry see i feel like i like him more recently because he's getting into these more type of roles because like i feel like you know the dodgeball era he was just like comedy movies like he was just a funny you know but this you know he's in get out he was in this one and he's been get in a couple out. of dramas too yeah so i like that he's kind of branching out a little bit and doing a little more. yeah i wonder how big this i feel like I mean, depending on your background as an actor, I feel like doing a Shakespeare thing is like the pinnacle of like dramatic acting or like, you know, like if you went to like Juilliard and you're like a theater person, you're like, I get to do like this cool new version of Macbeth. I feel like that could be like the coolest thing for some of them. I've heard, yeah, I've heard. I feel like I've heard yeah. that before. I don't get it, but I've heard it before. For <laughs> like the, the classically trained folks, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 Did know. you guys like uh, Francis, Francis McDormand in this? She was fine. I mean, I, I think, like, she did a good job, but, I mean, I could see other people playing that role, too. Like, I know did the Coen know- brothers like her, so. I was going to say, did you notice that she was a producer with Joe Coen? Oh, no. And, like, no, no, like, she was the only of those big names who was, like, an executive producer with him? I found out after the fact, and... I, I mean, I think it's cool. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really have a very strong opinion on that. I don't know no. how, they, how well they work together. But I just kept seeing, um, I think the movie that stands out when I see her, I think of Nomadland. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I, I kept, that's another one I kept seeing. Um, I don't think it, it didn't necessarily like take me out of it, but like uh, it's just, uh, just another one of those like really like memorable voices and it's the I mean, prequel to it, though. Yeah, she, everyone like loves her in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, I guess we can. I, I don't know. If, do we have any locations? This is all. In it's studio. all on a studio. It's all set. So yeah. all set. The so, whole movie no was shot on the soundstage. Everything was built except for an element in, of the last shot. There is not one exterior shot. Well, where's the sound set? Where's the studio? I couldn't. I don't know. Oh, I can. I'm assuming it's <laughs> California. Cool. But. I don't know. It's it's just interesting. I do kind of like when they do like, I don't know, because you have so much creative freedom when you do that. So there's like pros and cons, obviously. I mean, because, you know, I mentioned earlier, like this reminded me of watching like, you know, the Wolfman from 1941. Like those, a lot of that is in the soundstage and you can tell, but I love it because like, you know, when he's walking through the woods, it's just like dark, but you can see like the fog covering the ground. I just have that memory like stuck in my head, like that visual. And I, I love it. It's so cool. And I feel like this is kind of brought me back to that a little bit. Um, but you know how I, I'm kind of contradicting myself because I said earlier, I said, I love how clear it was and I love the camera quality, but then I'm, I'm going kind of on Eric's side where I kind of wish it was shot in film. So I don't know. I'm kind you of, you can torn. just want there to be both versions. Oh. That's okay. They should have shot it twice in, in the menu. You just get to choose. Um, <laughs> wait, that would actually be sweet. Real time rendering. <laughs> or they shoot it like Tommy Wiseau and they shoot it on film and digital at the so. same time. Yeah, I'm get the real. I kind of yeah. I mean, I get both. I kind of like the digital. I like that it's not playing too hard into old, even though it is like all you know if that makes sense. Yeah, I but I feel like there's definitely a lot of like probably similar films that take from like I don't know if this term is right, but like German or like neo. Oh yeah, German expressionism. Yeah, like M. C. Asher. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And like that, I right? There's like early horrors that really drove. Oh, Cabinet Dr. Caligari stuck out to uh, me. I mean, that's in the early teens, 19s, teens. But it was like that movie, it's like all in the studio and it's like, it's all sets. It's so unrealistic, but it's like a style. It's such a style. Yeah. It's like so, contorted buildings and like squished yeah. windows. And, and, and never ending staircases. Never ending staircases. I kind of yeah. love it. I mean, it's cool, but 
I can't That's where a lot of the noir stuff kind of came from, right? That like German expressionism kind of. Yeah, era. I think it kind of came from that. I mean, noir is a whole different type of film, essentially. Like I'm thinking of like, like Orson Welles noir with like crime thrillers. That's kind of what I think when I think noir. Um, Didn't Orson Welles do a Macbeth? Probably. Is that true? I don't know. I, I, believe, I, I feel like one of the first ones was uh, Orson Welles or something like that. Now I want to pick an Orson Welles movie. <laughs> um, of Should we get, well, when we do, if we're going to get um, into ratings, I want to also get just like a yes or no. Like, would you recommend someone see this? Because I feel like, if, I feel like I could see it going either way. If you like Shakespeare, yes. If you like A24, yes. If you I don't, don't know if like, I go that far. Really? If you like A24, I mean, yeah. maybe I get it. I, get I feel it. like if you appreciate, if you know A24 well enough, I feel like you can somewhat enjoy this movie. But then again, I mean, I love A24. I appreciate it to this to an extent, but it wasn't my favorite movie. Yeah, oh, I, uh, I would, it's kind of in, I feel like this came up last week and now I'm like, if somebody was like, I'm interested in it or should I watch it? I'd be like, yeah. But I'll never tell anyone who like didn't bring this up to watch it. <laughs> like, no, I, I agree with that. I'm not gonna be like, have you seen the tragedy of Macbeth? Yeah, like, <laughs> you, you wouldn't you wouldn't go pushing this the way you'd be like, you have to see inside. But uh, like, you know, yeah. you'd be like, if somebody came up to you and was like, hey, is this worth you know an hour and a half, two hours of my time? You'd be like, Meh, yeah, once. <laughs> honestly, yeah. since this is such an older story, and I feel like most people know the story of Macbeth. I would honestly just say watch like the last 20 minutes <laughs> just to get the feeling or, of like the camera work, the coloring, the lighting, and then you don't have to worry about it, the whole story. I will say though, if you're like, cause again, I was thinking back to like high school and having to reread Macbeth and being like, this, this would be great if you had to read it or wanted to know it because it's still like, it's still Shakespeare, but it's like, a, it's like the coolest you could get for being like true to Shakespeare. So like, if you watch this when you were like reading Macbeth or something, I think you could like, with all the visuals, I think you'd actually end up getting way more out of like understanding the story and like truly understanding it. So like, if you have, if anyone's listening and you're in high school English and you're reading Macbeth, give this, give this a watch. That's the one, yeah. one I'll go out of my way to be like, check it out. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. If you're kind of in that like zone, if you're in the Shakespeare zone, Throw it on. I think you'll enjoy it. I but if you're just now, like I want to hear the actual rating. <laughs> Zero. Oh, what is that movie? Yeah, the Schwarzenegger movie with it with the skull. What is that? Hamlet, right? Yeah. I've never is seen that, it. I mean, I don't remember that film. I just don't even know in like the play. It's like. The... You know what? I think it's actually a movie called The Last Action Hero. But I think Arnold Schwarzenegger plays an actor in that movie in a movie about hamlet that's what i'm thinking of okay i mean that makes sense because it is it's a hamlet thing i was like i don't know schwarzenegger and hamlet but yeah he played it in a movie so <laughs> it's like to, to be or not to be kind of yeah i don't know it's well do you guys stupid. like 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 how do you feel i mean we kind of talked about this but like do you have like a favorite if you had to pick a favorite shakespeare or do you just not enjoy it that much probably it's a good question I because I'm just I gonna say think... I don't read any Shakespeare and I don't really enjoy it. So <laughs> I I I mean I don't read it for sure and I'm not going to um other than the forced readings that like you barely read. Um I, it's very interesting. I think it's very I think Shakespeare, if you actually look into it, it's like very cool and like you know, there's like tragedies, comedies, whatever the other ones are. Like, I been and I think it's really cool though that like there's such solid stories like that they've been redone. I mean, like obviously the famous ones are like there's always Disney movies. Like the most famous is like The Lion King, is the story of Macbeth. You know, like pretty much. Yeah. And I think I'm pretty sure there's other like i'm pretty sure there's like this disney movie is hamlet or something um and so like there's cool takes on it and like it's like 
very cool just to understand in terms of like storytelling and like the foundations of that and like obviously anything that lasts that long but like picking up a Shakespeare book by itself thanks I'm just not doing it <laughs> I'm just yeah. like I'm not I, I'm not an English person do not major in like I'm far opposite from that so uh I think there's like interesting things to pull and it's like worth kind of knowing a little bit but again just stick to your Disney films you'll get it you'll get it I, I kind of wish we had someone who was interested in English on this so they can kind of walk us through everything yeah we need, uh, we yeah, need yeah. to be educated a little bit um but I, I do agree with like the whole anime like like Lion King is great I think adding a musical aspect to it also is great <laughs> yeah here but, um maybe not I was gonna pull a uh the Lion King, and I was trying to pull a uh, list of like Disney movies that are actually Shakespeare. Oh yeah, pull it up. I'm curious. I will say while you do that, um, I feel like this is gonna get like Oscar buzz too. So we'll oh, think. this is for sure will get Oscar. Absolutely. I mean, I, when I was watching it, I was thinking like, oh well, at least I'm glad I saw it because it'll be an Oscar movie. Yeah. I mean, I'd say the lighting was awesome. I love the lighting. I love how it was shot. So I get that. I mean, and I, th- I mean, Denzel was really good. I thought he was great. I just don't think he like, there wasn't enough there where I'm like, he was the best of the year. I just don't think it was original. Like, I mean, I mean, it, right. it was original, but not really. I mean, it's Macbeth. right. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. I'd rather see something original win. Agreed. Also, how different was, I wonder how different the script was. Cause you know, it was like written by Joel Cohen like right, adapted right. for the screen and i'm always like i just so curious of like mm-hmm. obviously there's some tweaks that need to be made but like how much i'm just so curious what that amount is yeah not enough to win an oscar hopefully <laughs> guess we'll see <laughs> um let's let's do actual ratings you want to go first sure i'm gonna give this a solid six uh, i'm gonna go six creepy child heads in the water <laughs> Um, I, I, I feel like we've talked about this pretty much ad nauseum. It's just like, I'm not a huge Shakespeare person. I thought, but I like the visuals and I thought the acting was good. So, um, didn't hate it. Enjoyed the watch, but probably won't watch it again. Yeah. Solid. I'll go. That's kind of what I, I mean, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like we're all pretty, uh, similar on this one. All pretty but, um, yeah, yeah like I mean, I, I, I'm glad I watched it because I love A24 and I'm just like, just check another one off the box. Like, check another one. I love it. Um, acting was great. Yeah, lighting was great. Uh, I do kind of like how they did the whole in-studio setup. I thought that was kind of fun. Because um, I feel like you don't get that a lot nowadays. I mean, you can't because like, I feel like a lot of Marvel films are shot in-studio, but they still do some exteriors. Um, I do, I was glad it was black and white. I had no idea. I didn't see anything to the trailer. I didn't know anything. So I thought it was kind of fun that it was black. You and didn't white. know this was even black. You hadn't even seen like an image from it. I, I, I avoided That's that. Crazy. I don't know. I didn't really hear about it until okay. really told Joe mentioned it. And I was like, oh, okay. Whoa. Um, well, I saw it then like, you know, when I, I think it was Apple because I had to subscribe to Apple plus Apple TV plus. So I think it's Apple. Yeah. Like, Apple made this. Yeah. yeah. But when I saw it, it was like black and white image. I was like, it didn't really. I was like, okay, cool. Like, but sometimes they do have black and white images for that when it's a colored movie or vice versa. I've, I've seen that happen before and I'm like, okay. So, but it looked really good. Like I thought, I think it looked amazing. Like it was very clear. It was, it just looked good. Um, I'm going to go five. I'm going to go five lighting setups. You go. Um, I'll go. I think my rating six, I tried to last night when I watched it, I tried to be like, I'm going to lock in a rating before I even discuss it. Don't even remember, but I think it was six. Um, we'll go six birds. I thought that was a nice, maybe reference to Hitchcock when he was like hallucinating <laughs> and it was just a bird in the room. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was funny. Uh, uh, but again, I mean, like it, the, the second half was way better than the first half for me. Agreed. But just because I think it was like I wasn't in the right mood, and then I sat down, and then halfway, and I had you just like were forced to be like, "This is happening," and then until the second half, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's cool. Oh yeah, the actors, like really tricky to play. Oh, the sets are cool. You know, like it, yeah. it's cool for what it is, but it's very much like an art piece." Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, totally. Like, it's 
it's hard to it the, the more like artsy or older the more like distance it is from like the life you know you know like things that are shot and over really relatable it's just like not as relatable so it's like harder to connect with like it's just more distanced yeah. um so but i mean there's that's what it was going for so yes. my take is like uh, i think like i'm i'm really glad it did its own thing it was different because like you don't get that a lot especially nowadays it's almost like there's such a formula to everything like movies and stuff especially it's like this was original and well not original but it was at the same time it's the original yeah. formula exactly <laughs> but i i do like how like it was just like i haven't seen something like that since the lighthouse because the lighthouse is also an art piece like it's literally just made you know i don't even know how to describe it it's like made for i don't want to say made for the oscars but it was like made to kind of compete with blockbusters in a way i don't know i weird. yeah i i this is one of the movies that I don't love describing things like this, but I do as I see movies like this and I'm like, oh, this is a film critic's wet dream. Um, yeah, totally. You know, like if that makes sense. Yep. Like this is a movie that real film people will love to be like, oh, you just don't understand. Yes. It's beautiful. Yes. And it's not that it's not, but <laughs> that's kind of the vibe. I 100% feel you on that. Yep. And as much as I love The Lighthouse, that's the same way The Lighthouse is like, and like, like, I love it. There's like, I love the acting's fantastic. There's more to it than this movie, but it's still that got that vibe where it's almost like I'm making this for a certain type of person. Yeah, there's a pretentiousness in. Yeah, for sure. But again, it's it's also like it's hard not to have that when you're dealing with Shakespeare. I know. Just the way Shakespeare is ingrained and taught to us all, like there's pretentiousness in that. Um, yeah, I agree. But agreed. Oh. Um. Jesse, did you find the Disney movies? I found some also interesting shows. I had no clue what I'm talking about with plays, but Hamlet is also very similar to Macbeth. So like a bunch of people are like the Lion King is Macbeth. A bunch of people are also like the Lion King is also Hamlet. So two plays in one. All right. Knock off wow. two plays. Just watch the Lion King. You got two down. Because Hamlet's um, the musical aspect, right? <laughs> well, different Hamlet killed for revenge, while Macbeth only killed for power and greed. So there's yeah, a little okay. Some people are it's more like Scar killed for revenge. Some people are like he just won the power. So wow, debate is open. We need to know. Um, we need to get Scar on here and get his motivation. <laughs> yep, yep. Get the exclusive interview from Scar next week. <laughs> from Scar from Lion King. <laughs> Did you just pick your next week's movie, Jesse? Yeah, I'm, I've got a special guest. <laughs> um no i mean that's a whole nother thing but i was not a fan of that live action i mean we i think we all went and saw it together but well you would have um, to go with the original yeah, oh yeah yeah anyways uh but there was a like west side story is actually uh romeo and juliet the two lovers from the computer like you could say that about anything like romeo and juliet it could be they're just such so... like you know, but it has to be that the two of them come from like feuding families you know oh okay like that's like the key part kind of um the 10 things i hate about you we've watched and i'm pretty sure it came up that was taming of the shrew pretty sure right. jojo said that yeah um she's the man came up as oh no which one was midsummer's night Anyways, there's a bunch of, uh, here we go. She's the man is Shakespeare's 12th night. Get over it in 2001. Great film, as I remember. Um, <laughs> Lucif adaptation of Midsummer's Night Dream. Lion King, I, oh, I don't know what O is. Just one of the guys, 1985. Adaptation oh, yeah. of 12th night. Heard of that one. Also. So, you know, there's just a the, uh, bunch of, uh, I don't know, people making, using Shakespeare. But again, it's like he laid the foundation for like so many like styles of stories and like plots that, I don't know, they're yeah. very like, not cookie cutter frames, but they're like solid templates that a lot of people just pull from. And they're like, that's a great story premise. Yeah. So like, let's make this mine. Right. Uh, so, you know, everyone, you know more Shakespeare than you think. probably yeah i don't i'm not super familiar with shakespeare at all so don't please disregard whatever i say if it's wrong (laughs) 
Bill Shakespeare. Bill Shakespeare. Um, do we have any news? Oh, well, why are we still we talking start... about this? Oh, I'm cool. I mean, I got. Or do you want to do the say. review? It's up to you. Oh, man. Someone's got it. Can we set like an automated Slack reminder on like the day before to be like, Jesse, go find a one star review? Because <laughs> um, then I will. Okay. Um, but I just typed in one star. Um, okay, give me one second. Cut this out. Cut, cut, cut. Do you also need It's Always Sunny podcast? No, but I saw it the other day and I was like, oh, I have to remember. You gotta to watch it. You listen to it. To it's like, it. dude, each episode's like 20 minutes. And it's funny that when they talk about something and they want to cut it out, but they don't, you just hear like Glenn just go, cut, 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 cut it, cut it, cut it. When the audience? What? Did you say when the audience says something that they don't? No, no, want? when they like talk about oh. it's just the three guys. And when they talk about something oh. and they 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 kind of want to uh-huh. cut it out, but they don't. It's in the episode. Uh-huh. You just Good. they all go cut, 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 cut. <laughs> I love that. It's hilarious. Read that review. There's a lot of one stars, guys, for this one. So Wait, really? Yeah. How many? Um lots, but uh, this is a I mean a little snippet of one. It's black and white because of COVID. No kidding. That's the real reason. I don't know what the background to that is from this random reviewer, but you heard I it here first. That's it's no, it's black and white because of COVID. How? Um, how? I want to hear that reasoning. You read it on it, the internet, so it's true. Yeah, they didn't. It just. It is. If you want to contact them, their name is first name capital U, last name capital W. No profile picture, so reach out. <laughs> Seems legit. <laughs> so, All right. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe we should look it up. Maybe they're right. Um, I'm this person said Shakespeare would skip it. I have seen at least ten versions of Macbeth. This was the worst one. Denzel seemed to be reading his lines and totally out of his league. Francis was okay, but miscast. So disappointing. This movie was absolutely horrible. Waited for it to get better throughout. Why was this rated R? We left the theater a half hour early. Wow. Um, I've seen high school plays that were better. Denzel Washington is one of my favorite actors, but his performance in this wasn't what I expected or hoped for. I was so bored 15 minutes into it. I'd rather watch YouTube ads. Thou art boring and shalt be turned off. Thyself <laughs> is bored. Thou wouldst be suicidal. Um, Greg Reese said, plain bad. Was this a project done out of boredom during the pandemic? Minimal sets, minimal <laughs> motion, just a hatchet job on Shakespeare. Ronan Sartina said, why high schoolers are forced to read this is beyond me. Completely incomprehensible and not even a good storyline. Zara Stewart says, terribly done, bleak and boring the whole way through. I could have done a better job with this one. Marine D says, worst movie ever. You couldn't understand what they were saying. It, and it was like a play, not a movie. It's a weird criticism for this one. But Frank Utah <laughs> says, endured it and sorry I did. Was so looking forward to it. A bad puppet show. Wooden and lifeless. Which a tour de force. Ramiro Cervantes said this is by far the worst movie I've seen Denzel Washington not impressed at all Raz Naik said potato casting next I want to see the movie about 50 cent where Tom Hanks is 50 cent (laughs) Michael Fisher said OMG this movie has no direction just boring English dialogue snooze fest (laughs) Daniel Petit says a tragic POC marked rendition of a diseased and dying west Lisa Bowen says Washington was terrible (laughs) as Macbeth, Bethany Goldstein says Denzel has no place playing Macbeth. A lot of people, questionable backgrounds. Um, and then, yeah, I'll, the one full one I'll read quick. We can cut, 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 cut this out. Um, <laughs> is from a week ago. Stuffed to stuffed bone to hem, and thoroughly strangled by Shakespearean gobbledygook. The strategy, the tragedy of Macbeth is truly crying tragedy because the because of the horrible film it faithfully is from start to finish. Easily the otherwise haloed Joel Cohen's worst film. From the get-go, I feel like reading these is my Shakespeare. Like, I can't read people's writing. Like, the language <laughs> is so hard. You got the gobbledygook. Gobbledygook. 
from the get-go, this black and white film is truncated aspect ratio reveals its fatal flaw, an over-reliance on overblown ancient dialogue whose mummified formality lacks emotional bite. Whether 400 years old or not, these ridiculously antique and flatulently baroque lines by Joe Cohen are certainly timeless in their pompous stupidity. This kind of size 12 dialogue may be better read at leisure off the page or through the deliberate volume of the stage, but is almost incoherent when spoken briskly in a modern film. The stark emotional power of Cohen's Spartanly and wondrously harvested in Fargo and No Country for Old Men are nowhere evidence in this pedantic wreck. The great Denzel Washington's weakness are stripped bare. He spends three quarters of the film sleepwalking through said dandy lines and the other bit looking an old balding man with a salt and pepper stubble. If Frances McDormand's police chief Marge from Fargo came upon this lot, she would scrunch up her face and then say, hands up and arrest them all for putting a good sense through the wood chipper. Up in world. Wow. Elfine. Wow. <laughs> I... I do want to read something. I was looking at the black and white thing and there's no explanation that I found, but um, you want me to I'm send on... you this review. That's a pretty good, right? <laughs> but I'm on slash film. It's a movie blog. And it's so funny. This guy, this person wrote um, about being shot in black and white. He says, this is news that will no doubt make some cinephiles start watering at their mouth. Yep. So that totally goes <laughs> with your uh, wet dream. Literally. Film critics wet dream. The film was shot in black and white. It was, yeah. Joe Cohn shot entirely in black. I always wonder, okay, I wonder about that because it's digital, right? So why don't you just shoot it in color and do it in post, but black and white in post in case you need the colorized version for anything. You could do that? Yeah. (laughs) Why should it come out the same though? I mean, there's probably some like black and white levels that are more accurate, I guess, but no one gives a shit. No one's going to (laughs) care. There's probably films, there are films out there, like I'm sure Sin City was done in post. There's other films out there, and that looked fine. Do you see all the, like, do you think, though, because all the lighting and everything was so important, do you think, like, they just wanted to shoot it as, like, they wanted to make sure it's exactly how it looked, like the director of photography or yeah, whatever, I, like, I, I could see was this like, I need to from... see exactly how this looks as we shoot. Yeah, first, like that's true. Fixing every single scene, in- <laughs> which I get, I hundred percent get that. And I, I will say, like, I think what I did like about the cinematography is they had a lot of they had a lot of like because I feel like in black and white movies, like especially older films, a lot of their scenes are dark, like dark, mainly black. You know, nighttime scenes. This one had a lot of daytime outdoor quote unquote scenes that were white, which I thought was interesting because I've, I've like, I haven't seen a lot of that in black and white movies. You don't get a lot of white trumping black you get a lot of black trumping white mm-hmm. interesting so yeah well they're trying to cover it up but it's because of the pandemic so <laughs> um, um other news sundance started goes until oh, the 30th man we talked about this i always i mean not during the pandemic but i always Going. wanted to volunteer at volunteer. sundance I mean, go if I have the money to go. It's just very, it's very expensive to volunteer. Yeah. I mean, just because you volunteer and you work enough shifts, you get certain like these number of shifts equals like a pass you can Mm. use at certain things, but like it doesn't cover housing. Right. So like, even if you volunteer, you have to find housing in Park City and it's like during Utah, Park City, Utah. Okay. Um, I, I think I know some people out there. Well, that's that's the play because like a lot of volunteers just like do what you would do and they rent a place and like everyone just sleeps on like, the floor you know so like they try to split it because otherwise it's super expensive but i mean it's a week to long to thing yeah sundance or really actually i mean sundance is iconic but we'd love to go to any film festival actually. we should do that dude we should like do like a weekend or something at a film festival or like try back out or something cool. too like that'd be cool sundance yeah. would be Top. And it's like the pinnacle just because it's like it is it's what it is. But. Sundance, yeah. I would uh, love to go to South by too. South by Southwest in Austin. Yeah. That'd yeah. be sweet. Or like find the new the new tiny one that's not huge yet. Yeah. But like is like the next the is next the one. next Sundancer. South by Southwest. We'll have to ask another, Eric. I was gonna say another tidbit. Eric was a little worried about uh film festivals. He was. Um but 
Yeah. Um, to get out of the way, we have to start every week with sad news. But Louis Anderson died. Yeah. Who is a St. Paul native. Oh, I believe. didn't know that. I believe he was he grew up in St. Paul and he started comedy in Minneapolis. I forget the name of the club he started at, but uh wait, that's crazy. Yeah. What is um what is he? Like, I know him, oh, so, he's familiar, but like I don't know him at the same time. Dude, he's from if you haven't seen Baskets with oh, Zach Galfinakis okay. and he plays Zach's mom, it is I think he won an Emmy for it, which is oh, wow. hilarious, but it is the funniest thing. The funniest. Like you would you die laughing watching basketball. I'm into it. It's a good, like maybe high or high show to throw on for you. It's not it maybe I don't know if it's there, but like you would die laughing. Okay. Um baskets is hilarious. And this is gonna be my new mention bowfinger every time. Until both of you watch Search Party. I'm gonna mention Search Party every time. Okay. But he because the fifth season came out, so I've been re-watching from season one before season five. And when he uh, passed away the other day, I went to go watch the next episode of Search Party, just randomly in season three. And I forgot, he plays one of the lawyers. And so he came in on that episode. And it was like such a cool, oh, like, that's but really also cool. sad. Yeah. But just like, he's the funniest. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen him pop up in a film or show and not just like cried laughing. Uh, that's good to know i i'm always about uh those people so yeah so very sad he passed away but visit some louis anderson stuff because the guy is i mean a legend hilarious good to know about it um death on the nile comes out in february next i am excited about that i want to see that what's the new agatha christie agatha christie adaptation um it's like kind of the sequel to murder on the Orient express but not it's like the same oh. it's not same really like, a sequel but it's like the same same thing, same actor same yeah uh, kind of, so the the guy who played the detective kenneth Branagh, brana brana he directs it and wrote he directed it wrote it and started it the same to do with the first one too so in other words they're trying to make lightning strike twice yes cool 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 cool, cool, cool. um yeah but that's kind of it there's not much I mean, I feel like right now it's kind of slower for movies. Yeah, it's at the end of the year. Like, right, it's like the cutoff where like movies either come out right before to get into like yeah. the award year or they don't want to come out right at the beginning because then right. everyone's going to forget them. Yeah. Uh, I This isn't really like news, but I'm like finally jumping on the Ted Lasso train. Oh, um, what do you think? I, I think it's hilarious. I love yeah, Bird so good. Um, I'm glad you're finally watching that. I know it's it's good. I think I think we just like started the second season, so nice. Almost almost caught up, I think. <laughs> but I'm so yeah. curious to huh? how that ages or not yeah, ages, same. but like there's so many people that uh, it was obviously such a hit show. I mean, I also I loved it, but I have I've heard a few people who started it like more recently who were like I just didn't. It just probably because there was so much hype, like. It just didn't seem like it was that good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I also think though it came out at like the perfect time where like it was like early pandemic when everyone just needed that feel good, like laugh, such yeah. feel good story, you know? And it still is, but I think it just also hit at like such the perfect time. Uh, did they plan the pandemic? Next week on Conspiracy <laughs> Watch, right after our exclusive interview with Scar. <laughs> <laughs> Off script. It's gonna be a good Scar. one next week, folks. <laughs> I mean, we could get Jeremy Irons who plays Scar, even though he's a really popular. Oh, Jeremy Strong from Succession. Whoever <laughs> says Scar is like out of his mind, but he's like my favorite person in the world. He's like a real method person. I need to watch more of his stuff. Have you heard? I mean, there was like a what is it? A big New Yorker article on him. So. I won't get into the details of like him, but like he's very clearly like a uh, method, you know, like, and to be fair though, that guy gives a performance. Like that guy is so good, so good. But like even Brian Cox on Succession was saying how he, he was like worried for him because he was like, just can't do, like that's so hard on you. You can't do that for that long. He's like, that's why like Daniel Day-Lewis had to retire is because like 
he did that and it just takes a toll on you and so he's like jeremy's young and like i'm just worried that he can't do this for that long because he's like super intense like right and it, i just love to think of it next to like kieran culkin and stuff <laughs> where you just imagine his like all over the place and like hilarious and stuff and the jeremy's just like i'm gonna nail this like <laughs> he does so man i love him but he's in a, quite a bit of movies well 30 movies not too bad I haven't seen any of them, but all right, Maybe got it. Pick one, pick one next week. Probably not, but <laughs> it could happen. It could, it could happen. <gasps> it could happen. Angels in the outfield. What a classic! I know. Uh, is that a I'm wrap? Surprised we haven't. Oh, I mean, we did Mighty Duck, so I don't know what else there is. But I'm surprised uh, since joining the Wild, you haven't a uh, flown into a hockey phase. You're like miracle or like... i've watched i just watched miracle not too long ago well yeah i mean there's not that really many great hockey movies there's like slap shot you have goon they're not great mighty ducks mighty ducks one solid. two three miracle the seat did you watch did you ever watch the seat you watch the series the mighty duck series no did i we haven't talk about yet this? you haven't watched it yet but i it's because i didn't have disney plus Oh, and now okay. I just got Disney. I just got Disney Plus. Wow, you are slacking. Because I like got like a week of it when we had to watch something on it. And then, but now I actually have it. So. You should watch it. It's actually pretty good, right? For like a kid's show, like a, of an adaptation of what we grew up with. It's pretty solid. I'm into it. The preview looked pretty good. Like I yeah. thought I'd like the kids. So. It's not like overdone. You know how a lot of like legacy sequels like overdo things? Yeah. Like it's not overdone at all. Cool. Cause they, cool. that's my, a lot of my pro issues. Like that's why I really like the new screen. Cause they did it enough where they like, you know, reference and, you know, original people and stuff, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like Halloween kills where they're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> but another hockey movie that everyone forgets most valuable primate where the hot, the monkey <laughs> plays hockey. Wait, that's that sounds classic. like a movie right up my alley. That I <laughs> Joe, have you not seen does. most valuable primate? No. <laughs> Okay, hold on. I'm about to pitch you your new favorite series. <laughs> there's, well, there's also, I believe it's just called Ed, though. I don't think it's an MVP movie, but it's called Ed, where he plays baseball. It's the monkey plays baseball, which is another just killer movie. There, And then there's MVP, which is Most Valuable Primate, where he plays hockey. And then there's also, I think it's MVP 2, where the monkey skateboards, and he's like a pro skateboarder. Yeah, I'll see you guys in like a month. I'm sure. Yeah, that sounds like Joe's alley. Move over, Hot Fuzz. We got a new movie coming in. And George of the Jungle. This goes right up there. They, I'm, they actually, I loved those movies when I was young. So no knocks on them. They're great. <laughs> That's hilarious. Love it. Is cool. that a wrap? Let's wrap it up.